and Tommy's dead. <sighs> All right, so I have uh, two beers tonight, so you guys can pick which one I should drink. Uh, you're not drinking what? them both? The better one? Start with well, the better one, then have the worst one. Well, well I don't know which one's better. So, uh, well, I guess one, one. I'm only gonna one. I'm only gonna review. So I have a sour beer. Yes, uh, do, do the sour one. That's my vote. Which one? Rich said the sour beer, or I have a chocolate peanut butter beer. Ooh. Oh my god! Have you ever had a good chocolate peanut butter beer? It always sounds good, but it always tastes <laughs> terrible. I, well, I I saw it and then it had a pretty cool design on it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get this. Fuck it. So I don't know which one. Which one do you think I should get? Uh, I should I should review. Sour. Sour. sour? All right. Yeah, because I'm suffering tonight, so I want you to suffer too. Oh, what like do you have? Right, you, you like sours though, right? Uh, well, normally I do. I haven't had this one before. It's called New Belgium Sour Saison. Hmm. Okay. So we'll see. Right. New Belgium has some good beers, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I at least know the company. So, the chocolate one for reference is a company called Evil Genius. All right, save it, save, save it for the fucking recording, Dan. Jesus, I mean, you're not, you're, 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 you're not editing. You're not editing this anyway, so it's different than the Yeah, it always this makes a podcast. difference. It this is the podcast. This is the podcast. Is, it already is started. Is the podcast? Is it, it already started? It, did it? Um, did it already start? <laughs> This Nobody's is the fucking this single anyway. origin unfiltered podcast. <laughs> Welcome to this Last Man's complete, Opinion. This, this is a complete stream of consciousness. Nobody's making it past this point anyway, so I might as well just get it out there. That's true. This is Tommy McGrail, Dan Mara, Roland Barrielli, and Rich Keiko. We got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> Roland, pop that fucking beer open. Again? Yeah, do it again. Do it again, Roland. We missed it. That didn't sound authentic, Roland. <laughs> I just opened two beers. Now they're going in the same glass. Wow. <laughs> He's mixing two different beers for us tonight, everybody. Well, they're the same one. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, all right, on tonight's episode, we are going to talk about all of the Not NBA bad. free agencies uh, that happened since the last episode, which was a lot. Um, I'm not even sure where we left off. Uh, we'll recap a little bit of the Knicks and uh, their start of summer league. Uh, Knicks, 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 Knicks. Yeah, Dan, Dan's already off of, uh, the RJ Barrett train. God damn it! But he is on the Iggy B Iggy B train. Oh my god! Did you get a free transfer at least? Is that the guy? Say that again, Rich. What was that? Is that the guy with the tattoo on his chest? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Iggy B. That's that's his bad. that's his nickname. Iggy B. <laughs> He's uh, actually a good player. Uh, I, um, so, yeah, ba- uh, based based off two summer league games, he's a great player, Tommy. He was good. Yeah. He was yeah. good summer in college league. too. Yeah. He, was, he, he was good in college too. He was, uh, he was the best player on the Michigan team last year. Michigan had a good year. Yeah, Michigan. Who cares? What are you about Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> they went to the Final Four championship game two years ago. Uh, all right, so Kawhi signed with uh, the Clippers. Speaking of which, Roland, my kids watch, or at least my daughter watches. Uh, do you remember the Super Mario Brothers cartoon? Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> so, the so, topic we talked about. It's, yeah. a, <laughs> it's on Netflix, so they watch it. They watch it all the time now. Yeah. 
They love it. You should have them watch the movie. Do you remember it, the movie? Is that I John Leguizamo? Like, like the real life movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, John, that, John so, Leguizamo. So the, so the yeah, the TV show has like the real like mixes in Mario and Luigi in real life, mm-hmm. and they're like yeah. dingy basement. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, one hundred percent stereotypical. It is hilarious. Anyway, uh, Tommy, you were speaking. Oh, can I just say one thing before we get started? Yeah, no. uh, we already got started, but go ahead. Cut him off. Cut him off. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. He doesn't have a mute button. He can't, I can't be muted. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, Not yet. Oh, no, no uh, sports related, so it's still on topic. Um, did want to give a shout out to uh, the U.S. women's soccer team, uh, world champions, Tommy, World Cup. That's right. World Cup champions. Uh, um, the women. I was reading uh, some. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was reading something. They're supposed to be like, uh, according to 538, I think they said they're the second best team to ever win a World Cup based on, you know, their form and whatever the fuck they use. Uh, I didn't get into the math piece of it. But, oh, so you um, agree with them this one time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, uh, they are uh, an incredible team. And, I mean, based on, like, all the shit they, you know, they're obviously uh, heavily favored. But, you know, they kind of were, some people said arrogant. They were, you know, confident, I feel like, in their abilities. But, like, on top of all the sports shit, like beating uh, probably the best um, women's, the best teams in the world, Women's World Cup, I think uh, it's definitely gotten better over the last uh, two or three <clears throat> cycles. But yeah. like they're also, you know, uh, uh, Megan Rapinoe's, you know, fighting with, with Trump. They're suing their, the, essentially their bosses in the U.S. Soccer Federation. So they're dealing with all this other shit. And they also uh, win the World Cup. So I feel like we should give a shout out to the team. Yeah, I mean, shout out they, friends of the pod, friends of the pod. They also, de- they also definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah, huge friend. Uh, they also uh, didn't do it the easiest way. I mean, they had uh, basically the top teams uh, in their path. It's not like anyone, you know, got upset on their way to uh, get into the championship. Like they had to go through France, who was probably the second best team in the in the in the tournament and uh netherlands was no slouch i mean netherlands is a good team yeah um, and netherlands and, won the and, european championship yeah and and england's a solid team too and you know i mean it was uh it was a it was a good tournament i mean it, they made it a, a little bit more exciting than uh you know we thought you know uh a lot of people had it as they were just gonna you know win and and I mean, they did win, but a couple of the games were a little interesting and and uh, and competitive. So uh, yeah, it, it was, oh, totally. Agree. It was a, it was a great it was a great uh, it was a great tournament, and I think you know they were, uh, and, and you know not to talk about the men's team because uh, unfortunately they shot the bed last night, but um, because I'm sure all of our fans are huge soccer soccer supporters, <laughs> but it just <laughs> they actually <laughs> are. They actually are. <laughs> All of oh, our perfect. listeners, all of them, all love soccer. Yeah, they all love perfect. soccer. So. Awesome. So, our, so our five listeners love soccer. <laughs> uh, but like watching the men's uh, last night lose to Mexico, uh, you, you know, you see the the difference in talent, but also like the the deepness of the team. I mean, the women's team are going like fourteen, fifteen deep, and they're all, <clears throat> you know, world class players. Like you're not having a significant. Uh, decrease in talent when you put in Kristen Fress, when you put in like Carly Lloyd, when you take out uh, 
Megan, or you take out, you know, Alex Morgan, I don't think they actually took her out. But, you know, uh, there's a, there's no downside when you take out any of these uh, players on the women's team. While the men probably have maybe six or seven players that start, if they have a full team. Uh, in this tournament, the Gold Cup, they didn't have some of their better players for various reasons. Uh, but, like, when they take out any of their starters it's that a, are it's, it's class, huge. oh, my God, the drop-off is unbelievable. And the women don't have that drop-off. So it's just amazing to see, you know, the, the, the men are taking out, you know, Josie Altidore, who is a borderline world-class player. I don't know if I'd put him on this level. But they're putting in this guy, Zardis, who fucking sucks. Like, that's yeah. who their, like, replacements are. They're playing a guy who's, like, Michael Bradley, who's, like, 35 and can't run anymore because he's their best option. Yeah. Like, he's, this guy's playing 90 minutes a game, and it's like me running around out there. Yeah. Um, so it's just amazing. So it's just interesting to see the difference in, you know, depth with, between the two teams and talent. Uh, but anyway, good job, uh, women's team. And uh, moving on, Tommy, go ahead. I know I interrupted uh, your uh, segue. Yeah, Intro. so, uh, no, congratulations to the women. Uh, there's actually a parade in uh, New York City on Wednesday. Uh, I won't oh, yeah, be able Rich to is, go. Rich is but, going to that. Rich, is going Rich, though, isn't Rich I hear, is, is uh, escaping from work <laughs> and, and going to the game. <laughs> Um, oh wait, I, did we wake him up? I'm actually almost yeah, positive. I'm still, here. I'm still here. I'm actually <laughs> almost positive that the women's team could probably beat the men's team, and I wish they would play. Oh yeah, I think I think that would be an an interesting uh watch. Uh, they, yeah, they, should I mean, for, uh, they should play for the difference in the uh pay difference in pay. Difference in pay. Yeah, when it gets all the money. Yeah, loser gets nothing. They get no salary at all. Um, anyone else watching the home run derby that's on tonight? I didn't even know it was on. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know it was on either. Uh, it's on tonight. Vlad Jr. Jr. had yeah, go, rolling twenty nine home runs yeah, in the broke, first round. The, yeah, Vlad Jr. <laughs> he he broke the record and and got twenty nine home runs in the first round. But uh, you know, it seems like everyone is is just killing the ball. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But it's the home run derby. It's supposed to happen. Well, you, you see, you see the rumors of the ball <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I, I, I like I, I like the uh, interview to uh, the commissioner and like the question of. You know, asking him, it was during the London series when uh, they asked him, like, direct. They scored, like, 50 runs in two runs. Yeah. <laughs> well, they asked him direct, like, you know, what do you think about, you know, the reports of the balls being juiced? And he didn't answer it directly. He just said, uh, all the balls are handcrafted and hand-stitched uh, one by one. And, you know, and that was basically his answer. Like well, he yeah. didn't. He didn't even say like, no, they're not juiced, or you know, we're not doing anything different, you know, whatever. See, I, I didn't. I felt like he admitted they were juiced because I think he said they by not saying. No, no. I, I feel like there was at a point in the interview where he said that they found the sweet spot of the ball, and maybe now it's perfectly in the middle, whereas before. <laughs> It was not off so center. After all these years of making baseballs, they finally figured out how to. <laughs> after 150 years of making baseballs, they now know how to make them like baseball properly. I'm, I'm always positive he, he said that in the interview at one point. Uh, baseball is such a shit show. Yeah. But I uh, I actually read or yeah I read something I think uh, another one of these conspiracy theories about going back to the England series with the Yankees and the Red Sox that uh, uh, some people thought that the mounds weren't high enough so the mound uh the mound dirt was too low 
And so that's mm-hmm. why that's what also led to uh, so many runs being scored. Um, so, I mean, I, I really don't know, but it definitely something uh, was up with whether it's a, and it, very possible that it's a combination of all factors. Cause I mean, it was an obscene amount of runs and now you have the home run <laughs> derby where I have Vlad Guerrero, the great baseball player and he could hit a shit ton of home runs, but like 30 home runs in, <laughs> in a home run derby does seem a little, uh, in the first I, obviously round. that's <laughs> in the first round, obviously that's the point. But uh, baseball can do, like, those little things where they can, like, juice a ball, make it a little tighter, and make it pop more and, you know, carry more. So They didn't know. change the mound this year? No. Oh, I don't think so. I Not doubt so, that. But. Yeah, they, 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 didn't, uh, they didn't have anything like that. Now, in um, – you know, I'm, I'm watching the uh, home run derby a little bit. I think someone else had 25 uh, right after Vlad or something like that. But um, – Pedersen and yeah, so, uh, you know, everyone's hitting them. But also, I was just watching uh, Josh Bell, and I, I'm watching these guys hit. And I guess, you know, it's like where they like standing or whatever. But if I was in the home run derby, I would be looking for every inch, every foot, you know, whatever. I wouldn't be standing towards the back of the batter's box. I would be like... Like near at, the front? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, why would you put yourself back f- further when, you know, you're trying to get them, you know, you're just giving yourself an extra couple of steps. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, well, I assume that's probably because that's where they stand, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they play. And, like, it's the same – I think it's the same pitching coaches that probably pitch to them during batting practice. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes you get, like, a dad no, and sometimes you get, like – you know, some random yeah, I guy. I saw a list on Twitter of all the people yeah, pitching their room. It's just a guy lofting the ball in there, and you know, Isn't a lot of times. It... Carlos Santana was pitching to someone. Mm. <clears throat> so it's a little yeah. ridiculous, but anyway, all right. So uh, that's uh, a home run derby. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a spectacle. And you is, know. is there any uh, superstars in the home run derby? Like, who's the biggest name? I mean, I Vlad, mean Vlad yeah, you got Vlad Jr., Josh Bell from the Pirates, he, he, Pete, Pete Alonzo Alonso from the Mets. From the Mets. How'd he do? Um, uh, I don't he, think he two won minutes. I think two that's the last matchup. Um, yeah. That's the last first round yeah. matchup. Santana is uh, shit in the bed right now with only five. So it's all right. But getting back to NBA free agency, uh, Kawhi Leonard is a Clipper. Uh, Paul George uh, soon followed him after, you know, the Clippers made a a nice uh, side deal and and gave up basically every draft pick, right? They were the ones that gave up the draft pick, right? Yep. Gave up like every draft pick for the next like 20 years to get (laughs) Paul George And, and a couple of players. Uh, the point guard that gave up is supposed to be pretty good. All right. So for us people that don't follow the NBA very closely every year, is it this crazy every offseason? No. This no, seems well, like extra nuts to me. this year was extra crazy because you just had expiring contracts for, like, superstars that just aligned perfectly. Um, you know, you had Kawhi Leonard. You had um, – uh, you, you had Anthony Davis opt out. Uh, no, or, or, yeah, you, you know, yeah, they, 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 they Kevin fell Durant. through with this trade. 
And then yeah, Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson. Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Kemba Walker. Yeah. So you had like I don't know something like twenty eight a you know a stars in the uh, in in the free agency, and you had a you know a couple more a uh, handful of A to high B players that were demanding trades or whatever that got traded. You know, once everything the dust settled from this. Uh, but free agency I, thing and um go ahead dan i know well i'll be interested to see how it how it uh go, you know happens go, moving forward because uh uh like players want to play i think a lot of it players want to play with their friends yeah uh, so that's why <laughs> kevin durant and kyrie irving like they, they're not it's very rare now where you know obviously the raptors won which was Kawhi. Kawhi was traded from San Antonio, but you know, Kawhi went to the Clippers. Kawhi was basically wanted to play with Paul George, so he told, from what I read, he told the Clippers and he told uh, Toronto, "Hey, if either of you guys get Paul George, I will sign with you." You know, right. uh, Kevin Durant wanted to play with Kyrie Irving, so he goes to Brooklyn. Um, you know, and, and you have teams that, and, and it's tough, because, and a lot of teams I think now are realizing that you don't want to be that middle team where you have the one decent star and you're struggling and fighting for an eighth or a seventh seed all the time. If you can't get two superstars, if you can't make that happen, you know, players like Kemba Walker, like Anthony Davis, don't want to spend, and even Porzingis, don't want to spend their prime years trying to lead a subpar team to, uh, to a title. So they're giving teams basically three years uh, to build a team around them. And if, to, if not, then demanding a trade, they're looking to walk away because you don't want to like like with Anthony Davis and the Pelicans, like you don't want to lose Anthony Davis for nothing because he's one of the top five, six, seven players in the NBA. Yeah. And if he's gonna just walk, you don't want to just lose him because you can really use him now to build what they did to build the next uh the next future. You know, so so there's always a lot of that uh going on. So I, it's never normally this crazy just because of the amount of free agents, but I but it'll be interesting to kind of see, and it's going to continue because I think Russell Westbrook is most likely going to be traded. So you have teams that are going to either side of the spectrum. You have a lot of teams, you know, there's no team that's really a lock for the last five years. It's been the Warriors that have been the top team. Now there's probably seven or eight teams that probably think they could win it. So they're all making moves additionally to kind of get to that next level. That's why, you know, I read something, I think I posted in the chat that Westbrook wants to, go to Miami with Jimmy Butler, which I think would be a complete shit show. But <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. Those two guys are probably going to be fighting each other within a week. But, you know. They'll be fighting each other and not passing to each other. Oh, it'll be. Uh, but I want it to happen. Because I think yeah, be it would hilarious. be hilarious. But, you know, Westbrook isn't going to go anywhere with the Thunder. Butler's not going anywhere with the Heat. Because that team fucking sucks, too. And, and so, Butler just And Butler just... Sign which, yeah, which makes no sense to me. But like, mm-hmm. you know, so you have all these players that are demanding trades and teams that are trying to take advantage of other teams because now the Thunder can rebuild if they get rid of Westbrook. Because again, it's it's pointless to be a team in the NBA if you're not going to really have a legitimate chance. If you're just going to be a seven seed for the next three years, you might as well just start over. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Richie, what do you uh, what do you feel? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty much with Dan. I mean, this is probably going to continue every year going forward now. I mean, you know, like every other sport, 
it, sport, it seems like front offices are starting to get a little smarter in basketball. Um, you know, and they realize what you have to do to win. And, uh, you know, last year's trade deadline was pretty crazy too. And, uh, you know, that's why the NBA is pretty great because, you know, it's, it's exciting all year round. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing a lot more uh, of those, you know, short-term deals that, you know, those players are the, are, you know, your trade deadline, you know, your trade deadline people. I mean, that's what kind of what the, what we're all thinking with the Knicks. I think, you know, we talked about that a little bit on the last pod. Um, you know, how the Knicks signed like a bunch of two year deals because they basically lost out on, on free agency this year. And, um, so they just signed some solid to decent players, but they signed them to, you know, two year deals and expiring contracts so that they could be players in, you know, during the trade deadline and, and hopefully get some draft picks and obviously some, some better deals out of it, you know, going forward. So, yeah. And then you maintain your cap flexibility. So like next off season, if there's a player that the Knicks want or need to free up cap space, you release a couple of those guys who don't bring them back. And now you have your cap space again. I mean, so that's kind of what, uh, what, what the Knicks are doing, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. Rich Clippers, best team in the league now. Uh, you know, we got to see how all these teams mesh together. We sometimes the stars, you know, don't always, mesh you know the play styles and everything so i mean clippers got to be the favorite i would i would say um i mean who else would i mean i, I would put six there obviously but I'm, <laughs> obviously yeah 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 i i i think uh, I, I actually like the clippers team a lot um but you're right that's which is also what makes the nba so much fun because you have like all these different styles of play and personalities and it's so open in the NBA that, you know, it's, if guys don't like each other, they don't like playing with each other. I mean, you, 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 you know, we were hearing stories out of Houston last year where Chris Paul and James Harden basically hated each other by the end of the season. And now, you know, uh, so there's talks of that being, being traded and, and, and Chris Paul's a fairly likable guy from everything I've read. So it's just kind of funny to see all those dynamics. So you don't know how anything's going to work until they're, they're together, but based on, talent and depth that's the other thing the clippers actually have pretty decent yeah depth although the lakers have actually done some some nice job uh signing suppliers too that i think they might be yeah they're getting i thought they're they're getting like league minimum guys you know vet minimums and and but they're still solid players it looks like and it'll be interesting to see how lebron and, and anthony davis play together and you know, I mean, I know it looked good during the All-Star game, which is basically all we had to go on. But, I mean, that's the All-Star game. No one's playing fucking defense. So, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if that if that works out. And now they got DeMarcus Cousins. So, DeMarcus Cousins, and, baby. And, 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 Rondo, they got, uh, and Rondo, right? Uh, did they get Rondo? They got did Rondo. Um... Well, I guess I'm going to be having to do some editing on this one.
Maybe I can hear Tommy now. Yeah. I oh. can. Oh, see you, Dan. Dan. Dan came and left. Dan already <laughs> met his quota of talking. Yeah, what was going on here? <laughs> got like 35 I don't, I don't minutes know. I don't know. I, I was getting um, like a what little happened? bit of – I got like a little bit of weird feedback uh, when Dan was talking, and then it just cut out. Um, did so, we? Um, no, I mean it saves. I'll just have to splice the the two recordings together, so it'll be a little difficult. Doing some work. Yeah, I'm watching uh, Vlad Junior's like at bats right now in on yeah. Twitter. He whips that bat around like it's a child's toy. Yeah, his bat speed yeah, he, is ridiculous. Yeah, he's a ridiculous. They actually showed. I saw. Did you see video of? Um, him, uh, they showed a video of him maybe the other day of uh, him just taking batting practice for the home run derby. Um, it was yesterday or the other day. And just the sound of the ball, like it's a completely empty stadium. It's him, his coach, a pitcher and a catcher just like throwing the ball. He is, obviously he's crushing the ball, but just like the sound, ball after ball after <laughs> ball. It's just yeah. pinging. It sounds like a golf ball. It's unbelievable. Um, and then it's like echoing because it's a completely empty stadium. It's a, I, I sort of either Instagram or Twitter or something like that. It's a short video, but it's pretty cool. All right. So uh, we were talking about uh, Rajon. Oh, the Lakers. Yeah, the I don't know. If, I don't know if they. I don't know if Rondo got, but but they uh, they. Uh, but it's basically the the Pelicans from a couple of years ago. They got uh, Avery Bradley, I think. Um, you know, and, and they'll have Cousins. Um, I forget who. They have now on the Lakers, but they they signed a couple of uh, uh, other decent players. Um, so I do. But who are their um, who, do they have any sharpshooters? Like, I mean, Avery Bradley's a decent three point shooter, but I wouldn't call him a sharpshooter. You know, who are their, who are their shooters? Uh, I have no idea. Nobody. <laughs> because I mean, they they could but be that, a yeah, that was a huge problem for them last year. Um, um, yeah, well, so their starting rotation would be, I guess, I mean, Kuzma's not a three-point shooter, right? No, no, he's not at all. Oh, Danny Green. They got Danny Green. Oh, yes, yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Kuzma, Green, LeBron, Davis, and Rogier, I guess, or Rondo would be their starting five. I'll, I'll be I mean, shocked if they don't sign uh, Kyle Korver. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook's a decent player, too, isn't he? He's, he's okay. Um, I mean, I think if, if he's, he's on the board. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah. So, so it's one of those three guys. It's either going to be Rondo. Um, <laughs> Someone have a lion in there? Fucking <laughs> Everybody okay? That was a motorcycle going by. Uh, so yeah, so it'll be fine. And then if Cousins is like the fifth guy coming off the bench, and then you have a sixth guy coming off the bench, and then the point guard's going to be either Bradley, Rondo, or Cook. Uh, no, uh, it's going to be LeBron. They said. Yeah, LeBron's, oh, LeBron's going to be the LeBron's point guard? their starting point guard. Yep. Ah, so it's going to be. So then who's at two? Bradley, I guess. I guess Bradley play the two. No, they're just going to have LeBron and Davis on <laughs> on it to start the game. So it'd be LeBron, Bradley. Everyone else sit down. Yeah. Kuzma, Davis, and Cousin, uh, Cousins. That's going to be the starting five. Interesting. You say? So it's going to be LeBron, Bradley, Kuzma, Davis, and Cousins, I would imagine. Right? Um, I think you get, I think they got to get Danny Green in the starting lineup. Oh, yeah. Danny Green has to be in the starting lineup. 
so, so what, maybe Kuzma on the bench, or or Cousins, yeah, maybe. I, I think I think Kuzma's got to start on the bench. <clears throat> Not Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would I would put Cousins on the bench, but I think they're going to start Cousins. Yeah, I, I would yeah. put Cousins on the bench too because I feel like they tried That's... that thing in New Orleans with Cousins and uh, Anthony Davis and work. So I don't see how this would make it any better. But yeah, I th- you're right. I think they do have to start Danny Green. And then, yeah, I would put Cousins on the bench. I mean, it's actually not a bad team when you, when you look at it. They have no shooting outside of Danny Green, though. And, I mean, uh, Toronto ended up benching Danny Green most of the, the finals and periodically throughout the playoffs because he just couldn't hit a shot. Yeah. I, I mean, Nick Nurse basically gave him, like, seven minutes, and if he was, like, 0 for 3, he pulled him out and, and put in Nick Van Fleet because Van Fleet could at least shoot was shooting the ball better. I mean, I get, like, it comes and goes. But Danny Green's definitely on the downside of his career, and he did not have a very good playoff run with Toronto. He might have had a good game or two here or there. He's getting kind of old, too. I think he's, like, 34, right, or 35? Yeah, I think you're right. I think he is, like, 34, yeah. I think he's early 30s. I think he he just, like, turned 30. No. I thought he was actually older than no, that. I thought, yeah, I thought he was, was older. I thought he was closer to Tommy's scene. What Tommy was saying. Uh, I'm Googling 30, it right now. He's 31. 31. No. Okay. Yeah. He was 31 this past season. I don't right, know when his birthday is. So, right, he'll, whatever. He'll be I really don't care. But either way, early 30s. I, I, he, he didn't play that great last year. So, I'll be interested to see how he, uh, he kind of uh, – he didn't play great in the playoffs, I should say. So, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he um, – how he does, but yeah, I mean, I guess that Lakers team actually isn't that bad. I like the Clippers. He's another Long Island guy. Oh, Danny Green yeah, from uh, North Babylon. Oh, yeah, somewhere by too far away. <laughs> yeah, somewhere out there. It's all the same, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's on the yeah. island, well, it doesn't really make a difference. It's it's all it's all ten minutes to an hour away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's about twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. everything's about twenty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, it should be it should be interesting. Uh, and then I was trying to figure out in the East, like who oh, are the God. top teams in the, who are the top teams in the East? The Sixers. Yeah, two of them. That's it. Two two of them, right? Knicks. Yeah. Yep. Knicks, <laughs> Knicks are definitely. Uh, <laughs> but you know the sad thing is, I was actually looking today, and I know Tommy said last week Knicks eight seed. Now without Toronto, the they East can make the playoffs. The East is terrible. I was trying to find yeah. another team. If Miami doesn't get another player, they're not that good. Even with Jimmy Butler, they're not right. a good team because because they lost Richardson, who was probably their best player last year. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be like Dragic and and and, and Butler, right? I mean, that their freaking team. It's terrible. So you know, uh, and a bunch of role players. So like, if they don't get Westbrook, I mean, the Pistons aren't that good. I guess you know the Nets are going to make the playoffs, but they're not that good without Durant. Yeah. Um, right. So, like, so it's the Bucks and the Sixers are the top two teams. And then the next two are probably the Celtics and the Pacers, I would think. Yeah, I would um, say so. The problem, though, to me with the Celtics is there's no way, you know, the, I know they got Kemba for Kyrie, basically, a, you know, a trade, but there's no way that Al Harford loss is going to be huge to them. Because if you look at the East, the two best teams are the Bucks and the Sixers. And the two best, play, best players in those teams are Giannis and Embiid. And the Celtics literally have nobody that can guard either of those guys. You know, but Cantor on them? Cantor's going to get destroyed. And I love Cantor, but he's a terrible defensive player. You, yeah, hated, like, you hated Cantor on the Knicks. <laughs> I hate he, him he by the end because he wears on you. He, but he's terrible. He can't defend anybody. 
He played pretty good this past season. He actually did play pretty good. I, I, I admit to that. He, he played better than I thought he was going to play, but he still, I mean, I can't see him improving that much defensively where he's going to be able to even slow down Giannis or Embiid. No, not at all. Not uh, at all. So, probably, probably the biggest loss in the, in the East, though, is, uh, you know, the Sixers loss of uh, Boban. <laughs> that is going to be brutal. I don't know how they're going to come back from that. What's Toby going to do? I, I saw that Toby was, like, heartbroken. He was. He was. Did the he post, like, a farewell message? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, love the NBA. Like the one true friendship in the NBA, you know, not like all these bullshit friendships that pop up every offseason when guys want to play with each other that, oh, they claim to be friends. Right. Yeah, this, was a, this was a real friendship. You know, yeah. they loved each other. Romance? It was. It was. It was. They have their yeah. show and everything, the Toby and Bobby show. Not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. There's so many fake friendships. You're telling me like Kyrie and Durant are really that friendly? Come on. Get yeah, the fuck bullshit. Out of here. Bullshit. No way. <laughs> you know, they maybe they'll start a podcast. You know what? They're, Long they're, podcast. they're friends, they're friends until, until they play together. Well, yeah, that's the thing. As soon as they play together and it's a big game, or even any game, and it comes to the last shot and Durant takes it over Kyrie or Kyrie takes it over Durant, and that happens a couple times in a row, they're going to be pissed at each other. Yep. Yeah. When, like, Kyrie's hoisting it over a double team when Durant's in it, standing in the corner wide open because this guy left a double Kyrie. I mean... They're going to, yeah, it's just bullshit. So I can't wait for that to happen because they, and, and, and to throw that net team in, you're going to have DeAndre Jordan, who I still have no idea why they wanted him. I mean, why the hell do they want to play with that guy? Jordan hasn't been good in five years. He can't shoot. He's an okay rebounder at this point, but like, you're going to have to start him because I don't know it, that net team. I don't, I mean, once Durant gets back next year, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I, I feel like they that you know the Jordan signing was was basically just a that might have been an actual friendship thing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Kyrie and Durant wanted to play with DeAndre Jordan. It's like, why do you want to play with DeAndre Jordan? He has literally not helped the team in five or six years. He has not been a positive impact on a fucking team. In well, it's, it's it's the same reason why they wanted. Uh, you know why Westbrook and Paul George tried to get a uh, Melo to to work with them? Yeah, well, like, but he, but even the Westbrook and Paul George thing, uh, Paul George obviously requested a trade out of Oklahoma City uh, last week. But like, hey, uh, George, you literally signed. You could have signed anywhere last year. You signed a four year deal with Oklahoma <coughs> City last year. What happened in that year? You, they were the same team last year that or two years ago that they were this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I don't, I don't get it. Like everybody knew that was a disaster. Yet you signed the deal anyway. He puts, he has a great year. Westbrook obviously is clearly on decline at this point, which is unfortunate because I actually really like Westbrook. Oh, do I you? like watching him play. You're uh, terrible, man. I mean, he's obviously a very difficult person to root for, but he's kind of fun in, in his whole "fuck you" attitude. I'm taking every shot. I'm gonna stuff my stats. Yeah, and get so, a triple so... double every game. Oh yeah. That's real unique in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, why would you be excited to watch that though? Like just I because like the style of play. I mean, you style you of like play you fun. like a one man army. No, not that piece of it, but his like aggressiveness, his basically going at players, talking shit. I like that part of his game, but no, I, I would I, never I, want to play with him. Entertaining. 
What? Yeah, like the whole thing at the Sixers game, uh, you know, when, when the fan like gave him the finger and he, he's, <laughs> the reaction, that was like one of the best reactions of the whole season. Uh, was that two years I ago? Mean, he's like, uh, so don't get me wrong. I would never want him on my team, uh, but he is from afar uh, a really fun player to watch and just watch him shoot 30 shots a game and yell at his players and take the final 15 shots in the fourth quarter, even though he's only going to make one of them with Paul George standing wide open, who's probably made like 10 out of 12 shots of the game. Uh, so I just, he's just like such a funny uh, NBA player to watch. Uh, and, and I like his, you know, he'll just drive to the hoop every single down. Like this year, he is going to try to score 50, what? 50 points, get 20. He's points. playing football too, Roland. Shit. But what did I say? <laughs> Can I draft you, him? This you said downs every single down. Oh, every every time down. I mean, every time down the court. It's okay, Dan. It's okay. Yeah, we got everyone. It. Everyone got gets it. confused every once in a while I in their rounds. It. I appreciate. It. But he's going to be. I don't know. This year, he if he doesn't get traded out of Oklahoma City, he's going to be trying to put up ridiculous numbers just for the hell of it, and they're going to win like thirty-five games. Seventy points a oh, night. Seventy points a night. Oh, yeah. Why not? He's going to go for 100. I guarantee he's going to decide, you know what? Fuck it. I'm scoring 100 points tonight. <laughs> and they're going to lose. And they're going to win like 35 games. And it's going to be fucking hilarious. He's going to score 100 points and still lose. <laughs> ah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it does. He's going he's gonna to just be a complete pick this season. If he's, not, if he's still in Oklahoma City, uh, it's going to be hilarious. But I'm looking forward to it because... Uh, and he's not going to give a shit. And he's going to get pissed off when people criticize him. Be like, Russ, why are you taking so many shots? Did you really need to take 50 shots this game? He's going, listen, man, fuck you. I'm the best player on the team. This, this is what I'm doing. And then he'll walk off. Cannot wait. Uh, when's the NBA starting? Looking forward to it already. <laughs> <laughs> not looking forward to the next time, Tommy. Not looking forward to the next. All right. Well, hang on. Let's talk about our beers real quick. And then let's talk about the next. Oh, the let's... beers. All right. So, um... you want the... You want the home run derby update? So yeah, far? can you give it to me? Uh, how'd you how'd you Mr. Met deal? So he beat Yeah, he made it. He, he beat <laughs> Santana and he got fucking booed. <laughs> they were booing him the whole time. A fucking Mets player. And then and then he threw his what arms was the up. Last at time the end? a Mets player got yeah. booed. Oh where, yeah. Where and then they said fireworks derby? off. Yeah. Where where's the Oscar game? In Cleveland. Oh, okay. oh Cleveland. Right. So, so that, that's, and then Vlad hit another. 29 fucking home runs <laughs> in the second round. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, Vlad. Oh, two twenty nine home run rounds. <laughs> wow. wow. Josh Hamilton fans on Twitter are like, oh, it was so much better back then. <laughs> Josh Hamilton. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're taking a little break. Uh, we're going to talk about our beers. Um I'm not even sure what we all have uh, tonight. I am drinking a beer that I've never had before. Uh, Roscoe Beer Company's American Amber Ale. Uh, this is proudly brewed in Trout Town, USA. Uh, and that's, that's, on the, that's on the beer can. Uh, it's from Roscoe, Glad New, Roscoe, New York. Uh, on, the, uh, on the front of the can, it's a... Uh, you know, it just has Roscoe Beer Company, and it has a uh, a fish, a, a trout, a colorful trout on it, and it's an orange and white, uh, like a white wood uh, background um, to the top of the of the beer can. 
Uh, good. It says it's an amber ale. I, my beer looks, uh, when I poured it in a glass, looks uh, goldeny. I would say not all the way amber. Um, if you poured it in a glass and gave it to me and didn't tell me what it was, I would say it looks like a lager. Um, but I mean, that's pretty comparable to, you know, an amber ale, I guess. Um, it says a nice bodied ale with a brilliant late afternoon glow radiating from its toasty back, back backbone. Um, you do get a little toasty, uh, flavoring or as Roland puts it, a uh, mouthfeel. Uh, you get, you get some of that, uh, <laughs> like you get some of that, uh, dry, uh, I guess dry hoppiness, you know, at the at the tail end of of the of gulping down some of this beer. Uh, comes in a sixteen ounce can, and uh, it's pretty good. Um, I would drink it again. This beer went down pretty good. Um, I was looking for the um, alcohol by volume. This came in a uh, you know a four pack, um, and I don't see man, Richie. Weren't we just talking about like beers that don't have their alcohol by volume on the can or bottle? Yeah, I think I think there should be a law against that. Like it should be. I'm surprised Yeah, that is surprising. And I, I would then. think I would think that you would want it on there too, like you know to say what it is you know so people know what they're drinking so it's not on there so they lose points for that um <laughs> you know on a scale of one to ten and one being the highest and ten being the lowest <laughs> i'm just kidding uh ten, ten, ten being the highest you almost broke i know him. i know richie almost had a meltdown right there <laughs> Uh, I would give them a couple, uh, maybe a point, uh, half a point off for no APB on there. And then, um, you know, the coloring, uh, if you say you're an amber ale, I'm, I'm figuring that you're going to have a little reddish tint, you know, hue in your, uh, in your beer when I pour it out, but otherwise it's a good beer. I mean, I could, it, this beer was very easy to drink. Um, I would say it's, you know, as 7.2. Um, so it's pretty good beer. Um, Richie, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I actually have a, a cider tonight. Oh, I think this is our first cider. Yeah. And I don't drink cider. Yeah. Yeah. No one does. Well, you're drinking it tonight. (laughs) I don't now, you know, it did have some cows on it. So that sold me. Um, you know, it's not terrible. Um, it, it's a sour cider on top of things. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I don't like sour beers either. So it, it's a double whammy. <laughs> glad, um, I'm glad you bought it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully um, this gets more than one point out of 99 again. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's it's from Newburgh, New York. Okay. Uh, local. Two, two New York is that, beers. Is that Tim Morgan? Local to Tim Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, 6.9%. Roland likes that. Yeah, so get some solid points for that. LOL. (laughs) Wink, wink, Uh wink, wink. Uh, So how does the beer taste? Uh, The cider, the cedar. Yeah, well, I forgot the name of it. It's a farm floor. 
What was is that? that F L O R? How would you say that? F O L R? That's not a word. Well, that's the name of four. <laughs> four. F L O R? Yeah. Oh, oh F L O R. Flar. Flar. Yeah. Flar? Flar. Mm. Okay. Flar. Let's say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I don't like the name because I don't know how to pronounce it. So that's a strike. Okay. Uh, but uh, overall, it's it's okay. I got a four pack. I'll be able to drink the four pack. Oh, that's good for for cider. If you can drink a four pack, then that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't love the initial tart flavor, um, but uh, the aftertaste is a little better than the initial taste. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. It's okay. Scale of, Wait, what's the scale of, yeah, what scale of one here? to eight? Uh, I'll give it a 2.73. Uh, okay, that's pretty, pretty, low. pretty bad. One <laughs> <laughs> is the lowest on the scale. <laughs> I like the way Rich said, I, I could drink the four pack. Yeah, it's pretty good for a cider. Uh, it, this is a negative 2.78. <laughs> this is one point higher yeah. than the least I could get. Yeah. <laughs> I give it about a 40%. Yeah. Pretty good. Max, it can get is like a four. So, I mean, this is pretty good. All right. When you... uh, All right. Okay. So, on a cider rating, cider rating, this is middle of the pack. Slightly higher yeah. than middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah, a little bit higher. Okay. 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 So, that cider flour or whatever it's called is uh, average cider. There you go. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. You know, I feel like I see some green apples in here, too, which Ooh. I kind of like green apples. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, let's go to Daniel Mara. <laughs> uh, sure. I'm drinking uh, New Belgium Sour Saison. Saison. That word sounds familiar. Like Roland has said it before in this uh, podcast. It's possible. I was actually going to ask Roland, what is a Saison beer? Isn't it a type of beer? Yeah, like Hogarden's usually a Saison. It has a lot of different, like, almost like herb taste to it. Herb. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. It's helpful. Herbs drink yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a herb, it's a herb drink. Got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, tell so, us about so, your herb drink. So it says it's uh, definitely, definitely crafted over 15 months, this intriguing blend of farmhouse ale and barrel-aged golden sour ale delivers esters of sweet honeydew melon perfectly balanced with wild sour complexity. I'm going to stop you right there for a second. Uh, so well, that was the end of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I, I, I stopped you, though. So <laughs> this beer is a herb and it has an ester in it. This beer sounds terrible to me. It's got an old, uh, old lady in it, and it's got herbs in it. <laughs> uh, so I've had other New Belgium beers. I think I've had like their Amber Ale, which has been uh, pretty decent. None with Saison, though. Uh, no. And I, I normally like uh, sour be- beers, and this is um, fine. It actually, Rich mentions green apples. I feel like they mentioned melon and whatnot, but I actually taste more of like a appley sour type of taste in this one as well but not, it's, a, uh, not a honeydew taste to it i don't taste the honeydew but <laughs> <laughs> um it has a seven percent alcohol in it all right that's pretty uh, solid which is pretty good uh, and actually if i would say this if you like sour beers uh 
you'll probably think this is perfectly fine and it won't rank at the top of your sour beer list. But if you don't like sour beers, but maybe like, you know, uh, some types of white wine or stuff like that, you'd probably like this one because it has a similar, I feel like it has like a similar taste. Like, to like a, a white like wine. Like a white winey taste to it. Like yeah, a it does. Taste, yeah, yeah, it 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 does. So it it's it's fine. It doesn't have an overpowering sour taste. Like I said, I kind of like sour beer, so I like that like mm-hmm. kick in it. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't definitely doesn't have that. So I would say it's like a, a six point nine. Six point nine out of eleven. Ten? Aren't we doing ten or eight? Uh, oh, ten. No, do ten. ten. Do ten. ten. Okay. I'm doing ten. Six point yeah. nine out of ten. All right, that's yeah. good. So it's good, solid score. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I, I would say it's not my favorite sour beer that I've had, but uh, but I think if you like sour beers, you'll think this is fine. And if you don't like sour beers or not sure, this is a good one to start with. Nice, nice. Uh, and a lot of the uh, when they make sour beers, they usually use different types. Ty- Types of barrels, so they may have used like a white wine barrel to oh, okay. add, add a, a little, little bit of little flavor to it. Little, little yeah. flavor, yeah, because it does little taste sun. a little like you that. can get ones like aged in tequila barrels right. and stuff like that too. Little, uh, they added a little herbs, a little old lady, <laughs> and Ooh. a little uh, white wine in it. Very nice. That's Perfect. a recipe for success. It is. For it is six, for a six point nine. I feel like I feel like if you were naming your kid Esther, like they would instantly become like an eighty year old woman. Like you yeah. know, like you give birth my niece. You give birth. That's my niece's yeah. name. Oh, good job, just, like, I don't every care. every time every time I'm just like expecting her to come with like great <laughs> She's nine months old. Esty. Esty. Well, I thought that name was coming back a little bit. Some of those old timey names, Esther and Agnes and stuff. Yeah, like I don't like that movement. Uh, no, me neither. It's, I don't mind some classic names coming back, but Esther's not one of them. Sorry, Roland. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> not my kid. Roland, you are drinking. Spotted Cow, Spotted the employee-owned only in Wisconsin beer. Oh, my, you know what? Funny thing. Mine is also employee-owned. I like that, too. Mm. Yeah. Wisconsin loves employee-owned stuff. Yeah, they do. Go ahead, Roland. Tell us all about <laughs> Spotted Cow. I think it's like the flagship beer of Wisconsin. <laughs> Everyone that goes to Wisconsin, yep, got a big cow on the front. It, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you can tell or not, but it has spots. Yeah, I can see it right now through your voice. The cow is spotted. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't all cows it's... spotted or no? No, I don't think so. I think some are solid cows. Yeah, they're they're uh-huh. black, just like solid black cows. That's... And so, like Yeah, tan. where do you think yeah, chocolate yeah, milk comes yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. All right, Roland, tell us about spotted cow. It's... How much uh, alcohol? Um I had to look it up. It's not on the bottle, uh, but it's 4.8%. Uh, 4. Wait, 4.8? Yeah. That's terrible. And that, that that's yep. your main that's beer? beer in Wisconsin? That's terrible. This is not this is not my main beer. No, but it's Wisconsin's Wisconsin. Every, main beer, though. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, I think so, because you can find it in almost all the bars, and everyone that goes up from Wisconsin, from Illinois, loves Spotted Cow and just brings it back. I've never really been a huge fan, but we were doing a cow – based beer so i got some spotted cow that's uh made it happen gotta say that's a little surprising for it to be so popular in wisconsin but only at 4.8 yeah well you can drink lots of it so yeah, i mean it's I all day cool. event most drinking yeah but you don't want to have 27 beers yeah no give me 
Give me five or six to get me where I need oh. to go. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? That's you guys who have busy lives. Sometimes in Wisconsin, they like things to slow down and just sit there. These are all day events. Drink and yeah, drink. Right. They had this at my wedding. I didn't have it. Spotted cow. I remember seeing. I, you know what? Out. Now that you said that, I think I remember seeing it, but I didn't have it. Um. Anyway, it's like a full flavored ale. It's uh, like <laughs> straw colored. You can't see through it all the way. It's a little hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know. It's one of those beers that's like not really distinctive or anything. It's, it's not going like to stand a session. out. Yeah. It's a session beer. You just sit there and kind of drink it and it's pleasant tasting. Mm-hmm. It's like middle of the road. It's like if Sam Adams was an ale mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like well done. You, It doesn't taste gross or anything like that. You could drink it for a long time. But yeah. it's not like outstanding. I wouldn't go out of my way to drink mm. it. Good, 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 good. Okay. Uh, I just looked up uh, my Roscoe uh, Beer Company's, uh, and it's a, a 5.0, 5.0 beer. Oh, my God. A B B. You'll never believe this. What? Are you watching the Home Run Derby? No, I, I had to turn it off. I, I just turned it on. So, what did I miss? Vlad and Jock. Pedersen, Jacques. both got 20, 29 home runs Jeez. in the second round. So then they went to like a one-minute hit-off, I guess. They tied again at 37. Oh. Well, like eight home runs in a minute. So, that seems like so now they're going into like double OT. <laughs> they're going to go down to like 10 seconds. You get you get 10 yeah, seconds I don't, to hit five home runs. You get three balls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is nuts, but I mean that ties the single round record. Yeah, that's crazy. Balls are juiced. Cheats. Yeah. They're all cheaters. That's all right. Baseball, baseball needed to juice the balls again. Yeah, I mean they're trying to expand. It, you know, it's it's a good business plan. Yeah, well, are, let's just go this, back to the steroid era. Yeah, chase stick the long ball. Isn't just let them juice. Are, are, isn't that, I thought I saw something today that said that. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball is on pace to have the most home runs ever in a season this year, right? Did anybody else see that? Uh, Pro- probably. The only thing I've seen is that the Phillies are on pace to set the Major League record for most home runs given up in a season. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought that. you were going the other route, but no, 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 no. Their, their pitching staff is terrible, and they are legit going to blow away the record. <laughs> that's that's. But I, I, so I, I'm pretty sure I saw that. Which to me, if that happened, would be. Ridiculous, because you had like McGuire and Bonds and Sosa hitting yeah. like eighty home runs a year. Yeah, but there were there weren't a lot of people hitting home runs. Though. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was select. ten people. Yeah, it was select. Yeah. yeah, and now you have like Pete Alonso hitting thirty home runs uh, before the break as a rookie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is that is it's great. It's great for baseball, though. I think. Uh, well, so I, I I agree, but I don't know if we talked about this before, but. uh you know, one of the issues that I have with baseball is so like everybody tries to hit a home runs because that's at this point it's the best move to do is to try to hit a home run because baseball so chicks take the long ball. Plus, baseball is so focused on like stats and stuff. So like, y- you know, they they have so much advanced metrics that they shift. They do all these shifting around of positions and of players and of fielders and all that. That if you hit where you normally hit the ball too if your natural string is to fire the ball into left center all the time all the players are going to move to that side of the field and then that good hit that you normally would have had in college and high school whatever 
because they've scouted you so much as a player standing there. I don't know. I feel like sometimes baseball is too – and I think it, it was a good thing, but I feel like it's so specialized into every aspect based on all these numbers that yeah, now like, so many people either try to go for a home run or there's so many more strikeouts now because you can't just rely on your natural swing to get a hard hit up the middle because, well, that's where the shortstop's playing now because that's where you hit the ball 50% of the time. Yeah, and like – get that, like, like it, 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 it got super annoying when they would put the infield – you know, the infield friggin' shift on and no one would be playing by third base. And, you know, the, and they, player, would, they do the, that. the player would just go up and, you know, he would hit it right to somebody. I mean, but, you know, they were doing it to, like, just, like, everybody. Yeah. They do it to every, almost every batter that's get up, get up, that goes to the plate now. There's some type Specialized of shift. shift. Yeah. And like so specific to like the spot where like I'll be watching the game and, you know, so-and-so hits a screaming line drive and you're like, oh shit, that's in the gap. And no, there's somebody standing there because that's where he hits the ball for power. And it's like, I get it. But then it takes away a lot of that. So you have so many more guys who are coming up who, you know, the best bet is either you either walk or you hit a home run. I mean, that, that is... And that's kind of the the Billy Bean, you know, yeah, type of money yeah, ball money type ball. of idea yeah. anyway. But it's just gotten so extreme now that it it's tough to watch anything else that it's like well, you, everybody plays for the three win home run. You, that's it. You know what? In maybe uh, a couple of years, maybe uh maybe three to five five years, you'll probably find it going the other route. Like there'll be more players that'll just hit like they'll just be able to spray the ball all over the place. And you won't be able to, you know, put a specialized shift on anymore. You know, the batters will, will catch up to that to that metric. I think. Disagree. I probably <laughs> I, disagree. I'm, I'm with you. Hard disagree. Yeah, I, I know. Because I, I baseball, mean, you, baseball players are stupid. Well, and like if you get it on run, like if you if you're that good, where you might be a major league baseball player, you are destroying college pitching. So why would the fuck would you ever change or high school pitching or whatever? Yeah. I know. I I I agree. I I don't know what. You know, baseball, baseball could do. I mean, they, I do feel like either more players are hitting home runs, they're juicing again, or the ball is juiced. Like something's up where there's been so many home runs this season. Well, you, did, did you see they were talking about outlawing the shift, which I hate, but. Oh, did they I, say that? Yeah, they're, they're, t- they're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like I you mean, have to have a certain amount of people on one side of the field on one side yeah, yeah with the official or like positional ranges yeah but they're they're gonna stop that which i think is pretty freaking lame i mean i think i think it should be up to the ball players to adjust to that yeah, yeah. if the batter wants to hit it where they ain't then they can hit <laughs> where they ain't lay down hit that where they ain't lay, lay down that bunt yeah but like we can have Aaron Judge bunting or Stanton bunting. It makes no sense. It's not why they're there for you. Aaron, they had to like Aaron, crush the ball. Aaron Judge has a has a pretty good spray. He does. I know. He's he's a bad example because yeah, he literally they, does hit the ball all over. Yeah, there are occasions though where where hitters should be doing that. You know, if it's like two outs in the ninth inning and you need two runs and you know yeah, they got the shift yeah. on, you should be able to check swing it down the line or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, how many times do you think like Stanton's up there practicing bunting or against live pitching or you know? If you're if you're a major leaguer, you should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. they should take a, at least a couple hours a week. I think of yeah. bunting. Yeah, practice. we're not asking much. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I, know, I, mean but look, I still think it's I think it's it's a different. Look what happened to the last player asking, like, that that tried to practice bunting. He 
Oh, fucking broke, broke, his, hand, broke his broke his nose and gave himself a yeah. black eye and missed a start. Wasn't Max- that a picture though? That's yeah. a picture. Right? Yeah, but a picture yeah. in a National League stadium who who's got a you know yeah. who's got a yeah. hit every game that he plays. So yeah, I, I know. I, I think that's a lot easier to be like, oh, why does he just lay down a bunt? I mean, Stan hasn't tried to lay down a bunt in a professional game maybe his whole career. Uh, maybe so even in, in college. Fifteen years. He yeah, might, he, he might may not, never yeah. have done it. He might not have yeah. been so, done it in I, high school. I mean, and, and batting practice is way different than. I, I'm not talking about a, a 28 to 30 year old guy trying to change his game at that point. I'm just talking a guy coming up up in the minors should be like Pete Alonso. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Majors, this should be part of your skill set. Yeah. You hear that, Pete? I know you listen to our podcast. Learn yeah, how to punt. Lay it down. That's right, Pete. But Pete Hanson? Pete Alonzo, baby. Pete Alonzo, bro. Okay. Your boy. Your boy. The only bright uh, spot. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't mess. get booed in this round. I see uh yeah. the shining star. <laughs> see the, the 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 Mets have gotten into a lot of uh been in the in the newspapers a lot recently, Roland. A lot of little fights. Oh my god. They Please. are a shit oh. show. Not the fights, but the GM is an idiot. <laughs> the GM he threw, like he threw a chair, the manager what the to do. Day. Yeah, I, I retweeted it from the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, so I don't, I, I don't understand this GM at all. Where'd they get him? He was an agent. I don't understand. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he, he can stay an agent. agent. Right. He can get the hell out that's of That's right. It. He was an agent. He's terrible for the team. He seems like he's a job. Yeah, he is. Well, <laughs> he, he's he, like fucking he leaves Ari early. He's, you know. Yeah, he, yeah like, if Ari was a, if Ari was a, but like, it, like, I don't understand why he's getting so upset. Like, these are the players he brought on. There's nothing the Mets can do if Robinson Cano sucks. Like, you hope Cano had two more years. He does, and he's terrible. <laughs> Not, yeah, but that's, 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 nobody... that's, that's why you get pissed off. But that's the GM's fault. I don't understand why he's getting pissed off at, at the manager. It, no, he's just getting pissed off in general and taking it out on whoever he wants to take it out on. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the, that's the but job. Like, it's his fault. It's his fault. Stop yelling at everybody else. It's your fucking fault. You signed the guy. Trade da- for the guy. Dan, what's he going to do? Say, oh, uh, uh, Jeff Wilpon, I, I got to quit. I, I, I'm a terrible GM. <laughs> no, you but fucking blame somebody else. You fucking yell <laughs> yeah, at everybody. Stop paying me this $350,000. Yeah, you fucking yeah. yell at yeah. everybody. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. You just blame everybody you else. You throw a chair. Yeah. You do what you've got to do. You've got to get <laughs> do that. Gotta you got to blame somebody some... to, for somebody else to take the blame. Yeah, but you got to get something out of it. you gotta, uh, you got to try. And, you know, I'm sure that was a normal meeting. And then when he's looking at the guy and he's just nodding him and, you know, doing the old, yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. And you I, know, I, what I are we going to do? Like that would chair, piss me off too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're gonna throw a chair. Yeah, now I get it. Did gotta throw a chair. Did you see um the Phillies pitcher Arietta's comment on the Mets? Uh, what's his name? Frazier. What's Frazier's first name? Todd, Todd Frazier. Oh yeah, Todd Frazier. So he hit Todd Frazier on Sunday, I think it was, or Saturday. Something like and that. I, yeah. And I, I guess you know he started a ruckus and he got ejected. Arietta got ejected, and after the game. It, it was like if Frazier has a problem with me, he can come at me and I'll fucking put a dent in his skull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he was going like I mean that's basically you know killing the guy. Brain, brain <laughs> I'm gonna give him brain damage. Like, come on, man. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, fucking Mets. Oh, Mets. But yeah. Speaking of bad New York teams, uh, it's summer league. And uh, Dan is off the R.J. Barrett train already. Already. I'm done. Already. 
Well, so. Oh my god. Here's my here's my concern. <laughs> is uh, Dan? It's summer league one, two. He's a rookie coming into a brand new team, and the summer league team is comprised of mostly players who played last year in the actual NBA for the Knicks. So those I get that. those guys all know how to play together, <clears throat> and RJ is still trying to play catch up. Usually in summer league, everyone's playing catch up, so you know you have that low mix where yeah, they can, but, they can but make it. To, I'm not comparing him to other Nick players. I'm comparing him to the other players that he's going against in summer league. Yeah, when like. It's concerning, and I get he hasn't played in a while, and I'll wait and see what happens. But no, there were concerns of him uh, being a high turnover guy. The guy had eight turnovers last game, and he had four, I think, the first game. So he's had like 15 or 16 turnovers so far in in the two games in Summer League. Uh, I get he hasn't shot well so far. I'm not too concerned about that, although that was a concern people had, that is he going to be able to hit an outside shot in the NBA? And another concern is can he blow by people uh, can he get by? Is, is he fast enough to get by people in the league? And so far, playing against mostly other rookies, he has not been able to get to the rim. And I don't know. You see, you, you hear the concerns, you hear the criticisms of him in college, and you're like, okay, well, you know, that team wasn't necessarily well suited for him, et cetera, et cetera. And then you literally see it, it, it's been two games, but you see the same problems that people have said, well, he can't get by anybody. He's not quick enough. He turns the ball over too much. He's not that great of a shooter. And it's, right. it, it's happened so far. So what if he's working on parts of his game that he thought were weak before the season, first of all? Second of all, what rookies is he playing against that he didn't play against in college? Uh, yeah, well, that's the other, so that's the other, uh, the other concern. Like, I, I, most of these kids he, he would have played against last year. I mean, I'm sure, like, other teams have other second-year players and whatnot. But, uh, you know, you expect him to come out and have some type of moment so far. You know, Zion had, you know, he only played one game, and he's only going to play one game. And he had at least that one moment in the one game. What, where he stole uh, the ball from Kevin Knox? <laughs> Wait, Why where dominate doing? Summer League? Where what? He, it, what is yeah. it worth to dominate he's, summer he's league an, when you can work he's on? He's an stuff? eighteen, nineteen-year-old kid in Las Vegas with probably millions of dollars, more money than he's had in his life. And well, why is he going to worry about fucking exhibition bullshit? Because he's probably he's just a, worried about getting injured. Because he's a he's an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid whose first NBA experiences should he just has not should he. Listen, should he be better? I'm not going to say – I'm not off of him yet, but there are flags where what they said in college, now you're seeing it at the NBA level. Now, if he starts making his outside shot, which I actually do think he will start getting better at, at, at his three-point shooting, um, will that hopefully open up some other aspects of the game? I am hopeful that uh, he'll start to get better. And, and, and in fairness, Trey Young had a really bad summer league last year, and he kind of – started to figure it out uh, and had a really good rookie year. So I'm not necessarily off the R.J. Barrett train, but there are concerns that... Even though you just said you are off the train. Yeah. yeah. No, I never said... Tommy said I was off the train. You said it multiple times. Multiple times. I said I had concerns. All right. Also, Uh, Dan. Yeah. All right, podcast listeners, hit that back button. (laughs) Also... Tommy said I was off the train. Also, he is a 19-year-old kid... Summer League, all this bullshit that I've already said that, you know, we've all said. And the Knicks struck out in free agency. 
So he is on a terrible team where he knows he's on a terrible team. Why is he going to go out in exhibition, try and do Wait, something on, that'll hold hurt on, him? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. He already has his contract. Who gives a shit? He's 18, 19 years old. Oh, oh, he should be trying to prove himself. He shouldn't be taking it easy in his first two uh, games. He should be uh, trying to. He career. should be proving himself when the games matter. No, he should be proving himself all the time. No, he has not. He has not done shit so far. Like that's why Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson are out there trying to prove themselves, and that's why they're playing actually pretty decently. Uh, because is he going to get they... promoted on the Knicks or something, or like, am I missing? something? Yeah, Roland. Uh, just so you know, he's not going to be starting because uh, you oh. know of summer league. Well, oh. well, so he just should enough. he should automatically start. I, I think he should start, but he has to at least earn it somewhat. He can't be shitting the bed every night in summer league, every night in, in, in preseason. And then they'd be like, you know what? He deserves to start because no, like let's show me something. Like, so I'm not saying he's not trying hard. That was something you are suggesting. Um, but which would be ridiculous if he's taking you're, it easy. You're, in summer you're, league. you're saying he's trying hard and still sucks. So that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying the concerns that were raised about him. In no, you're saying he's trying hard and he sucks, and he's no, going to be saying, a huge bust. He's Greg Oden. He's Greg Oden. Oh, he's Greg Oden. That That's what you just said. <laughs> I Can I get our money back? I, I, what was that? I agree with Dan to an extent here. I mean, it's summer league. Wait, you know, you're not looking for a guy to hit like 100 percent of his shots or anything, but you're looking for him to show flashes of why he was the number three pick. That's what you're looking. That's it. Get me excited for you. Well, yeah. And the- All right. How many games have there been, and how many games are there going to so, be? I have known nothing uh, about summer league. They've played two so far. I think they'll play at least three more. So in the in the first game, Dan, in the first game when it, when they played Zion and like tickets were selling out for like friggin' like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Like him and Zion both had what eleven points at the half. Yeah, you can you can say yes because I think that's the number. Yeah, yeah, I and that. and they were both had a good field goal percentage or decent. And uh, no, they're both terrible. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For they were like four four of eight and three of nine or something like that. Um, that's not even that good. Probably. Yeah, not even that good. Not even that good. So <laughs> I think it was like I, he's shooting twenty nine percent for the field for the right, summary, right, right, two right, games. Right. So it's not right, very right, good. Right. So and and that was the number one pick. Against against him, the number three pick. Yep. And do you have any concerns about Zion? Uh, well, no, because like Rich said, uh, we're just looking to show some flashes. Zion ripping the ball out of Kevin Knox's hand. Zion having a couple of ridiculous dunks, the spin move uh, and, and dunk. Like, you don't need to... Obviously, there are concerns about Zion's game, and, and, and there will be until he shuts him up. Specifically, same thing with Barrett. His outside shot. Can he hit a three? Can he have defenses play him that far out. But at the same time, Zion had some of those exciting moves that you're like, oh, shit, this guy's going to be really exciting. Look at that dunk. Look at that drive. Look at that breakaway. Barrett has had zero. Zion the, at least the, had three or four the, in the first the, game. The, sp- the spinning, the 360 dunk that you're talking about was in warm-ups? No, no, no. I, I, I just meant a, a spin move dunk, not a 360. Like he uh-huh. had a spin move to get around a guy and then dunked. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and, and that's all you're looking for is like three or, three or four of these plays 
just to get you excited. That's all you're looking for. And, you know, RJ from, I haven't watched all his games, but from what I've read, he hasn't shown any of that. He's failed in every single aspect <laughs> of his game. Every, every aspect. And that's the only reason why I'm, let, so they have a game tomorrow night. I would love, and, and the first game I would be willing to throw out completely, but then he's had to bet even worse in the second game uh, where there was much less press, pressure on him where Zion isn't there. But yeah, like I said, just show me, you know, hit, hit three straight three, start lining up from the outside or blow by a guy for a dunk along the baseline. Like just something where you're like, okay, there it is. That's what, that's the potential that we could see right now. The potential that we could see is a guy that hits 30% of his shots, 60% of his free throws and can't blow by, can't get by a defender. Yeah. That are, that, one, one exciting I, play out of 15 plays. That's it. That's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's playing 30 minutes a game. Give me one play. One play. Um, <laughs> that's it. I think I sent Once you I get a that play, one that, play was, I'll was exciting. That, that, that? That, one, that one play that I sent you today in the Slack chat was pretty exciting. What did he do? I don't even, I don't it was, even know. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, a give go off a pick uh, with uh, Iggy, and Iggy threw him up. Uh, you know, oh, the LU. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it was Instagram. Was, all right, so yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was okay, but it was an alley oop. I don't know, like, I, and I get, but make a make, like anybody can, and any NBA player can make, do a pick and roll. Player doesn't follow you, you'll get an alley oop. Uh, and a lot of that is really based on the guy ball handler, Emily. Iggy being able to hold his defender because he could hit the three and then getting the good pass in. Iggy. So and, and yeah. <laughs> I know it was an exciting play. I don't like but, this one bit. But, I, you know, I, I want to see him blow by somebody or start lining up from the outside for at least a couple straight possessions so you can kind of see, oh, okay, I see why they compared him to James Harden, which I know isn't fair, but, you know, they like to do these NBA comparisons. And, and you know, that, that, like, just give me something. And so through two games, he's giving me zero plays where I'm like, shit, here we go. <laughs> so, All right, RJ. I know you listen That's to it. the I hate podcast. to say this, but if you look at the New York Knicks Las Vegas team stats, he's fifth on the team. In uh points per game, sorry. Assists per game, he's up there, like tied with the leader. And then in rebounds per game, he's high up there as well. He is second. So let me see what the hell Roland's looking at here. And, and I mean, you know, his game in college wasn't, he wasn't like an exciting player. He was, he was just a good player that, you know, put up big numbers and like he was a deceiving, almost like a, de- a deceivingly good offensive player. I mean, that's, that's kind of like what his game is. I mean, he, I don't think he's ever going to have like, you know, he's not going to dunk the ball from the foul line, at, but you know, you're going to say, oh, where was RJ last night? He Like, what did he do? He didn't do anything. Well, he put up 35 points and, you know, 10 assists or, or you know, eight rebounds or whatever. And you'll be like, oh, those, I mean, num- if he does those that, numbers well, are pretty if he good. Does that, I will be, if he does that, I will definitely be taking notice. Because no, right but, now he but I mean, that's that's the kind of player that he was in college. I mean, you know, it wasn't, you know, when yeah, Zion went down. He was overshadowed he, by Zion. Yeah, I mean, but, Zion but got also, all the attention. When Zion went down, he, I mean, RJ still kind of right. carried carry the team, you know, so. All right, Dan, here you go. Yeah, but, but the whole team didn't do so well. I mean, if you go back to the podcast where we talked about yeah. it, but we thought it was going to really diminish their value because of how badly Duke played. 
when Zion went out because they were losing games that were kind of they became like coin tosses where before it would have been like pretty locked up with Zion playing like against UNC and stuff like that where it like the games were way closer than they should have been or they lost games yeah Yeah. so I thought that was going to devalue some of them but I guess not it devalued – well, so, I, I mean, a little bit, I guess, because Barrett was heading into last year. He was the supposed number one pick in the draft. And, I mean, he fell to three, which obviously is not big of a deal, but uh, he did fall uh, a little bit. Rich, were you going to say something? I was just going to pull up some more of his stats here. He's shooting 21% in summer league. <laughs> yeah. Which is – you know, which is fine, you know, because he wasn't known really for shooting from what I read, but he also only is averaging one assist per game, too. Yeah. So you at least want him to be, you know, dishing the ball out a bit if he's not hitting any shots. He's not a good – and that was a knock on him in college, too, is that he was not a good uh, distributor of the ball, uh, that he was a scorer, which, fine. You could be a scorer, but if you're a scorer sh- <laughs> uh, hitting 20% of your shots, uh, that's not going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I hope if he if he can kind of get the NBA range and start hitting the ball, uh, start knocking down some shots. Hopefully that'll kind of free up and maybe he can start blowing by some people. And I get and he he said this after the first game that he wasn't concerned because he's like, hey, listen, I haven't played a I haven't played a live game in you know four months, and I know he's been traveling around a lot doing like all the, you know all the shit that he has to do that all the requirements of the of being the third pick in the draft and all this other stuff and all these other guys probably have been in the gym a lot more than he has so so i I think there are a lot of reasons why he has not played well but i would like to kind of start to see some type of play although i will say kevin knox played great last year in summer league and was terrible most of (laughs) most of last season yeah, and, he, and you're saying and you're saying he's doing good in summer league again. So he actually, yeah, he is doing good, and he he, he actually played pretty well the last month or two of uh, the season. I don't know how good Kevin Knox uh, can be. I hope to see him take some type of jump this year. Uh, but he's looked good in summer league, and he looked good the last two or three months of the season last year. So he he kind of uh, takes some type of jump. All right. Well, that's uh, that's uh, we'll see how the Knicks go. I don't know. Uh, Dan's obviously. You picked him to uh, be at eight seed. <laughs> yeah, they're. Oh, I think eight or seven now. Um, <laughs> just keeps moving him up. Hey, yeah. you sold me on Barrett. Maybe six. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> I you know what? I got. I got the Knicks as a lock for eight right now. Lock and, for eight, and they could be seven. And I think Dan is going to be pleasantly surprised with RJ. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, Thank you for listening to Last Man's Opinion this week. You can check us out on Twitter or Gmail us any uh, requests or beer requests or anything like that, um, comments or anything like that on at a Last Man's Opinion at gmail.com. You can uh, listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Anchor, Bullhorn, Radio Public, all those good things. Uh, you can check us out and listen to us there. Uh, for Rich Cagle, Roland Barrielli, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGrail, thank you, and we'll get you next week. Bye-bye. Nice. Always keep them guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, because of that breakdown, we're going to have like an hour and a half show this week, but that's okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah. It's- yeah, it's for the holiday weekend. Oh, I didn't wish everyone a happy 4th of July. Uh, uh, fuck them. You sure. just did, Tommy, because you're not editing it. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, all right. How's the home render going? Oh, shit. I think, I I think it's over, right? Over. Um, I don't know. Vlad beat Jacques. Jacques. I mean, I got it on right now, but this could be a replay. It's Alonzo killing it. Jacques. Um, he's up right now. If he w- He's three back from Acuna. If he though. wins because Vlad is tired. That's happened so I many know. years. Yeah, it happened, it happened almost every it year. In the first yeah. round. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's good. Ooh, he's up to 18. Nine seconds Strategic. left. Oh, the Mets pitcher was... Spoiler alert. The Mets pitcher was so bad. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. God Rich. It's like 14 seconds ahead of me. Oh, <laughs> ooh, come on, Roland. Damn. Polar Bear wins. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, guys. I still, I, I still got six seconds left, Roland. Shit. Roland, what All happens? Right, good luck. What happens? What happens? Tell- um, they go back to the...